When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Plug it in. Did you really kill your mama? What? Did you really kill your mama? I guess I did. She must have treated you real bad. She was a whore. Welcome to Horror versus Reality. I'm Anna, and as always, Morgan is with us. Hi, I'm with you. Always. <laughs> always. And uh, today our guest is Trent from Bloody Buddies. That's Hi, me. Hi. <laughs> hey, Trent Manning. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. How are you guys? We are a comedy podcast that talks about horror movies in Baton Rouge, an absolute hellscape of a city. Uh, we're good are you good Morgan yeah yeah I have a lot of days off and I'm feeling iry so I'm drinking a a red stripe oh (laughs) look at you very nice I am not drinking because I stupidly made hand grenades for Mark and I at 1.30 in the morning last night. Oh, again with the hand grenades. <laughs> Look, they needed to know the New Orleans tradition. They're, new, they're Yankees. They don't know what it's like. They don't know what it's like. They had never had a hand grenade. I had to make it for them. I also made a king cake. It was great. 
in some way, I wish they don't know what hand grenades are like, like in, you know, Bourbon Street. Oh, <laughs> shoeless walking through puke. Mm, and piss. Yeah, and everything else. We love you, New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so today's episode is Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer versus Henry Lee Lucas. Okay, so Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer is from 1986, and it was directed and co-written by John McNaughton. Now, uh, Morgan, Trent, and I all decided collectively to watch... Joe Bob Briggs's version of, uh, or his presentation rather, of Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Mm-hmm. So we all got some of the same behind-the-scenes uh, stuff, and there was an interview with John McNaughton. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we're real fans. <laughs> we're, the, well, we're the true blue baby. I, you know, I just felt that if there was that option to do that, then why would we not give it a go, you know? No, absolutely. I agree. You know, I mean, like Joe Bob, he really does a deep dive into his shit. You know, I I respect the hell out of him for it. Yeah, I mean, he's been in several horror movies himself. I mean, he was also in, he was in uh, Scorsese's Casino. He was. He was the Texan, yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. And, uh. Was it the Hitcher? Yeah, yeah, Hitcher's fantastic. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, Uh, it's got uh, God. What is his name? Rutger Hauer. Yes. C. Thomas Howe. Both of those. Yeah. Rutger Hauer was what I was trying to conjure because he passed away kind of recently, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, Yeah. it's pretty fucked up. Poor guy. Yeah. What happened to him? I don't actually know. Well, he was old. It just sucks because I love Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. yeah. I actually watched Blade Runner like half asleep the other night because my internet went out and I just had it on a jump track. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Henry, we're just going to refer to this here out, uh, the film as Henry. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Because uh, I don't want to say Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer the whole time. Over yeah. And over again. Okay. So, just so people know. I'm probably talking about the movie when I say that, unless it seems like I'm specifically talking about the character. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just use your distinction, people. Use your brain. All right. So, Henry was filmed in 1985, technically, but uh, as Joe Bob talked about, there was a really hard time finding a film distributor mm-hmm. because uh, the MPAA slapped that big, fat old x rating on this film which if you know anything about distribution the x is a kiss of death like yeah your film is not gonna get seen um mm-hmm. much at all it's because uh you know music mo- blah, 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 blah. the movies are a family place and they don't want that kind of fare in their cinema right yeah yeah so. i mean of course this was like before dvds and file sharing and all that so i mean i like i mean that made it even harder like i mean absolutely when it comes to movies like this nowadays i mean well you could probably find, like meet the weird older dude uh, in your high school and he'll probably have a serbian film on a jump track <laughs> you know oh god that movie yeah. i 
can never unsee parts of that film. I decided to watch that movie when I was on a road trip from Mississippi to Virginia in a hotel by myself, like on Christmas. It was, I don't know why I did it. It's a great Christmas movie. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Deck the halls with. (laughs) There's so many strippers. Yes. I actually haven't seen it yet. Um, What? Yeah, no, I was doing my pod last night and I was talking to, um, we had a guest, Jeff Burke on. He was telling me all about like, uh, like. There's a lot of people who don't like this movie, but he thinks it's one of the best horror films ever made, and argues that it's actually a comedy. Uh, like the horror version of that joke, The Aristocrats, like just building and building and building on all this outlandish shit. And that's uh, how he feels about a Serbian film. Yeah, like like The Aristocrats, you know that joke where it's like, oh, well, you. yeah, it's it's basically that. But for a horror film, um, just, that's a stretch. Like, <laughs> it, well, because it just like builds up on all this outlandish, absurd, insane stuff. It just doubles down. Well, I do happen to know that it was supposed to be a comic kind of commentary on like the state of Serbia, right? So I know that it, it was done tongue-in-cheek and it wasn't supposed to be serious, but yeah. um, there's so many, many lines crossed. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, absolutely. Which I'm probably going to end up buying it from uh, Unearth Films at some point because they got a lot of cool stuff that I've been trying to find. Okay. Yeah. I do not know where that is. Oh, Unearth they're like Unearth Films? Unearth Films, yeah. They're like a uh, video uh, distributor. They have like... Um, was that that Hong Kong horror movie, the unhold, the untold story? That's available now. Oh, that's mm. cool. Yeah, Do they have a copy of "There's a Secret in My Soup." Ooh. Oh, <laughs> they have a. You don't want a copy of that. It's terrible. I <laughs> don't, but you know, what if one of our listeners wanted to see that movie? That's hard to get a hold of. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I've just been like delving into like real extreme horror lately because like I've just watched like so much other stuff. I was like. You know, let's see what I can handle. And uh, the answer is not as much as I thought. Mm, yes. <laughs> oh, my so. God. I, I, okay. Sorry not to cut you off, but I just oh, looked up Unearth Films and I went on their website and uh, there's like a, a store mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and they sell a chisel and it looks really old, a small chisel, a knife, a blue LSD dropper. A large needle, which looks like it has blood all over the syringe, and a razor, and it's all rusty and covered in blood. Oh. And the razor is a hundred dollars. Um, <laughs> I don't know what this is. Oh, they're also selling <laughs> Serbian film action figures. Uh, oh, nineteen fifties blow up doll. Don't oh, want to know. What part of that is an action figure? Well, I mean, you just got... I'm just looking at, like, a fully clothed Milos right here. Okay, just fully clothed Milos? Oh, there's yeah. human teeth, too. Hell yeah. Wait, what did you say it was? Now I have to go to the website, Morgan. Unearthedfilms.com. Unearthed Films. Okay, see, I didn't put the ED, and then I just kept getting uh, Unearth the Band videos. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, props. And mm-hmm. artwork you can buy. Ooh, there's a like a fetus. You know <laughs> what that's from. Hold on, I just need to. 
I need to find this. Well, Anna would. She's way more of a horror buff than I am. I just have to get the first unearthed film. Come on, man. Unearthedfilms.com. I don't know why I typed in video. I'm sorry. You know I'm a little stoned as usual. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's American guinea pig. Ooh, there's like a decapi- uh, <laughs> decapitated head in a plastic bag with yeah. like. Okay, so I need to go to the store and the props and the art to see what this what oh I should my be God. seeing. I want to make the baby in a jar. There's like a a video, a how-to video where you can make like a little. Did fetus you, in a jar. Did you get to the Serbian film props they have for sale? Yeah. <laughs> $7,000 for uh, that one piece of film history. Oh, God. I don't, I don't, oh, I didn't see oh. the... Wow. Yeah, I don't want that. I'm, I'm good. No. Oh, no. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm actively mad that this exists. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I feel bad. <laughs> No, I'm 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 fine, but like really? They even drew out storyboards. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Jesus. Why? Oh. Why? <laughs> There's a dick in a jar. <laughs> it's my dick in a jar. Well, I mean, you got to put it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I need this. I need a dick oh, in a jar. Okay. Well. <laughs> Okay, I'll have to jump down that rabbit hole another time, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Back to the... <laughs> oh, my goodness. We are oh. not being paid by this, this website. No. <laughs> no, sorry no, for you, really. I yeah. did not even know who they were, but I wish I could sell something for $7,000 and someone would buy it. <laughs> oh, right. pictures of your feet. I bet they would. Hell yeah, I dude. Mean, <laughs> they are pretty cute, and they are tattooed. Yeah. People All right. <laughs> so, <coughs> sorry. <coughs> so Henry, uh, played by the lovely Michael Rooker. Mm-hmm. Um, so Michael Rooker, if you're wondering, where do I know that guy from? Um, off the top of my head, uh, Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also uh, in... A little film I like to call Slither. Oh, I fucking love that movie so much. It's such a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's a comedy done by James Gunn, the same guy who directed Michael Rooker in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fantastic. Uh, it's just these slimy little alien slugs trying to take over Earth, and it's a gross-out horror comedy. And it's got Elizabeth mm-hmm. Banks in it, too. Yeah. And uh, who's it? Nathan Fillion. Yeah, it's a great cast. It's a great film. If yeah, you haven't seen a... it, go watch Slither. Yeah, if you like B movies but like done well, I mean that's that's my favorite one in recent years for sure. Absolutely. All right, so I have nothing to say about that because I have no idea what you're talking about. Morgan, you, you gotta go. Morgan, I'm just I'm just going with it. You gotta go watch Slither tonight. <laughs> That's your homework. Go watch Slither and get back to us. Oh, God. I can't go dark, dark, dark. I have it's to have some dark. cat it's videos. It's oh, a, it's funny. It's a it's horror comedy. Cool. We were just saying this. Were you not listening, Morgan? Um. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Love you, Morgan. Okay. I'm here. <laughs> All right. So. The scene opens up. Uh, with Michael Rooker 
and he has just gotten out of jail. And um, you, the movie shows his victims mm-hmm. in such an artistic way. Uh, it's it's, and this is what um, this is what Joe Bob was talking about. That it's very cinema verite in the way that it's filmed, like almost documentary like it's very mundane in parts and then obviously way too realistic in other parts yeah um which i think is kind of part of the genius of it um it's so unnerving because it feels like you're a fly on the wall absolutely yeah um so what would you say this is gonna sound fucked up but uh, you guys, what would you say your favorite little um, the word I'm looking for here? Uh, I guess they're seen, but I guess I wanted to call it something. I guess more Vignette? of an exhibit. No, I guess more of an exhibit. Uh, there's another word I'm looking for, but um, tableau. That's what I mean. So the little tableaus of the way he sets up his victims in that first part, mm-hmm. the very beginning. Which one's your favorite, like, of the bodies that you see? Ooh. Uh-huh. I say the um, the bottle in the mouth. Absolutely. Yeah, I was about to say that, too, when she's, like, on the toilet. Yeah. Yeah, I, that was fucking... It's so grotesque and visceral, but at the same time, it's oddly beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Right, I this is this might be fucked up, but I would totally want a like a little uh, statue or figure of. That. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! We got ass. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, she... it's from the movie, it has nothing to do with the actual victims. It's not glorifying it. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's like super cool. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It was just so well done. So. Yeah, you see a lot of <laughs> you see a lot of scenes that in like that in this um, in this film um, mm-hmm. at the very beginning, and and then you find that um, Henry is living with Otis, mm-hmm. which we all know is supposed to be Otis Tool, who is the real Henry's like partner in crime for a good portion of his killing career, but. Not all of it. Do you think he was a power bottom? Henry? No. Otis. Otis. Yeah. Otis. Uh, Because they were banging. Yeah, Yeah. he was probably a power bottom. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, from what I've read, uh, Otis would typically take on the more submissive role in those sexual relationships. Uh, What was it? Some sheriff was like making fun of how... uh, Consistently saying that, oh, he's a very giant man, but he has these, quote, effeminate mannerisms. And so they kind of just, like, would draw that automatic conclusion. Ah. Uh, yeah, because, yeah, like, Henry Lee Lucas is just this big fucking personality. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk oh, about... Oh, no, you're good. So, <laughs> so, like I was saying, Henry's recently been released from jail and has taken up uh, just kind of regular working class job. And he meets up with his old friend. Now, in the film, it's pronounced Otis. Mm-hmm. 
but we all know that the actual guy's Otis. So anyway, um, he soon meets up with Otis and Otis's sister, Becky. Now, in reality, Becky is Otis's niece, right? Our next, our cousin? In real life, niece. Niece, Mm -hmm. niece, okay. Yeah, I was right the first time. (laughs) Yeah, I think, hold on, is she a sister in the movie? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay, all right. And uh, a lot older in the movie. Yeah. Much older. In reality, she was only like 12, 11 when he first met her. Yeah. Really fucked up grooming situation. And I believe mentally challenged or mildly mentally challenged as well. Yeah. They all were. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Um, I think she was just like a little like behind developmentally. Mm -hmm. But Henry just had like a really low IQ and severe head trauma. from Yeah. Childhood. His mom had injuries. You'll you'll get into it. Morgan, <laughs> we digress. No, sorry, uh, sorry. Yes. Okay. So Henry begins to bond with Becky, and uh, there's a this great little scene where they're just kind of like playing cards, mm-hmm. and uh, just like talking around the table, and it's terrifying that her she tells that you know she was molested. She tells Henry that she was molested by her father. And that her husband's abusive, and that's why she's run from him, and that's why she's staying with her clearly uh, sexually deviant um, brother and mm-hmm. his friend that she doesn't know is a murderer. Yeah. Um, and it's a really heartbreaking scene because this monster is the closest thing to comfort mm-hmm. in her life. Like... And you know, you know, this isn't going to end well for her. No, not at all. It's it's so heartbreaking. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's and to me, I mean, it's weird, like the fact that she's able to open up to him so freely, uh, and sympathize with him. She kind of plays the role of the audience, or like she's kind of putting the audience in a position where you want to sympathize with them because you want her to be okay. You want this to work out for her. You know it's not, but you want that for her. Absolutely. Yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> no, no, little Becky. And my, I hate to say this, but run back to your boy, your abusive husband. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's like, honey, you can't fix him. Yeah. Just gotta, but, just gotta, yeah. I just felt sad about her life. Yeah. Every, everything she's talking about is just terrible. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the film doesn't give you any kind of hope. It's very nihilistic. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I love movies that way. Me too. I don't want a movie to be neatly tied up in a little bow. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. And I mean, obviously, his real life was far from that and all of these his victims real lives were far from that so right. it's I think it's very apt mm-hmm. uh, so yeah he, uh, Henry starts to defend Becky because Otis 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 is frequently like belittling her and even grabs her and like tries to kiss her at one point mm-hmm. and Henry immediately like you know, backhands them and tells them to fuck off and you need to leave her alone. That's your sister. You don't make out mm. with your sister. 
You don't make out with your sister. I do. <laughs> Sadly, that is that is what's actually going on here. Oh yeah. Um, you know what? It's this is a testament to just how good of an actor Michael Rooker is, but he plays Henry oddly sympathetically. Absolutely. Like, mm, yeah, it's it's riveting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, he's clearly a monster, but he plays it to where you almost want good things for him. Yeah. yeah. Like, come on. Turn a leaf, man. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't have to do this. Hey, man, you've only murdered five people in cold blood. There's time to change. You know, there's, there's room for growth, buddy. You don't have to do this. They always say the same thing. <laughs> You don't have to do this. Unless there's duct tape. Yeah. Uh, I can't. Do Do they actually say that in that movie, or am I quoting another horror movie? <laughs> wait, wait, which one was it? I missed it. Uh, <sighs> no, that you don't have to do this. And then the killer says, they always say the same thing. You don't have to do this. I don't think so. Yeah, I think that's another one. <laughs> it is. See, yeah, I fell asleep the other night with Shutter on. And ah, nice. All I do that all the time, and so my brain is just jelly. <laughs> I don't look. I saw that recently, and I think it fits. Oh yeah, it worked, it worked in well. Anyway, so um, Henry slowly starts to rope Otis in, and in the film, we know Otis has been a drug dealer, and we know that you know he's definitely been a criminal, maybe even violent, probably a rapist. Yeah. Um. But never definitely had killed someone. Right. So Henry starts to take him under his wing as his apprentice of sorts and teach him the ways of killing. Tells Mm -hmm. him that, you know, you can't use the same gun every time. You have to, you know, mix it up, use different MOs, different whatever. And it's really trying to tell him how not to get caught. Mm -hmm. And... So, you know, I mean, he's just trying to teach him the old razzle dazzle, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so. One of the most shocking scenes is they go to get a new TV because mm-hmm. <laughs> Otis was pissed off and broke their fucking TV, and then he and Henry's just kind of like, well, "Why'd you do that?" Oh, now we got to go get a new TV. <laughs> So they go to. I, I I do want to just, just say real quick. I love that white trash logic because that's exactly how they people like that are. It's like, well, I, mean, I didn't quote unquote mean to break it, but they they did. Yeah. yeah. I was just mad. the rage. Oh yeah. Uh yeah. So they go to get a new TV. No, they do not go to Radio Shack. <laughs> they go. To- <laughs> They go to, uh, you know, like a black market dealer, and it's just this obnoxious asshole, chunky dude sitting behind a desk, and he is just frequently patronizing them as they're talking to him. Yeah. Like they're trying to pick out a TV, and they kind of, they definitely want a nicer one, and they want it to have color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. You know, you can just tell every with every word that he says that's even remotely condescending, dude. Mm-hmm. They're gonna fucking murder you. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
And they do. They stab him in the stomach and like break a, a TV s- over his head and drill into him. And mm-hmm. with a yeah, sobbing. they just God, they go to town. They're just like they looking for like things to kill him with. Yeah. Yeah. They uh yeah. And then they pick a TV out and go on their merry way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a normal day electronic shopping, you know. I was I was yeah, shocked that they know. did they didn't like rob their rest. They're clearly fucking poor as shit and living in this nasty ass apartment. And they could have stolen all of that other stuff. Well, well clearly TVs they're are... not super opportunistic. Yeah, they had a car though. Oh, like a okay. big yeah. car. You're right. They could have done that, but in that it's moment It's already black market. <laughs> yeah. I feel like in that moment they were probably just like, Well, we should get the fuck out of here now. We'll just yeah. grab this one and get out of here. Yeah. I don't know. I mean I I would also venture to say that they're just they're not very bright. They yeah, didn't, really, didn't really cross. No. This. As we said, they're yeah. Pretty dim. Yeah. Which honestly, considering how stupid Henry Kent could be at times, mm-hmm. he was also incredibly cunning. I mean, he went a really long time without getting caught. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We'll also discuss that later. Right. <laughs> but I mean, in, in this film, you know, at the end, he just goes on his way and you we don't know if he ever gets caught. Yeah. So in this universe, he's never been caught. In the mm-hmm. film, he gets away with it all. Shocking. So <laughs> later on, oh, I forgot. This is Spoiler. important. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, this is important. They don't just steal a TV. They also take a video camera. That's Ah. That's right. Now, they get pretty into filming themselves do heinous things. Yeah. Um, one of the film's most shocking sequences is Henry and Otis filming themselves butchering an entire family. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Which, I, it's a very intense scene, but I really like how it's done. I mean, it's, it's hyper-realistic. It looks... Exactly like it's done on a handheld camera at the time. And then when it's over, the camera zooms out. You see, oh, this was just like us watching the screen. Oh, they're watching the screen. Again, uh, forcing the audience to participate, basically. Making the audience culpable, in a sense. Like, you're here to see this. This is what you wanted to see because you knew how intense this was going to be. Yeah, absolutely. And... What's also really striking about that scene is when it zooms out and you just see Henry and Otis slack-jawed, gaping, staring at the TV. They are completely enthralled in their own violence. Yeah, they're like sitting there drinking beer with their mouths open. Like, whoa. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. Rewind that back. (laughs) Yeah. Over and over. Oh, Yeah, I think that's crazy, though, that that little kid was one of... He was actually a young kid that was, like, one of the cast members' sons. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it was, like, the production assistant or something's kid uh, was the child that runs in at the end and ends up getting murdered with the rest of his family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's, like, really fighting. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. That is crazy, but I mean, like Joe Bob said, his mom was on set, so it's fine, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
that scene also uh, in the th- original theatrical release was cut like by almost a minute mm-hmm. to make it more palatable for an audience. Um, and it was one of the biggest scenes that landed it with an X rating. Oh, yeah. uh, at the 30th anniversary, uh, they did recut that back into the film and had it re-released and all that. And it was given a new, a new, you know, um, look at and a new rating, but mm-hmm. it's just in C-17. It did not get R. Yeah. But uh, the director even said, McNaughton even said, but, you know, he was kind of happy that it was still in C-17. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because at this point, with a film that that has such a cult status like that, that's sort of a badge of honor. Oh, absolutely. It's badass. It's like, oh, well, I want to... It's, it's the same thing as, like, having the parental advisory things on the CDs when you were a kid. That's, that just made you want to see it even more. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, because the Faces of Death was so uh, horribly talked about by censors and shit, of course I sought that out when I was a kid. Oh, hell yeah. Right? <laughs> You know what kind of child you are if that's what you're watching when you're a kid. I mean, shit. I, I wanted to watch it. My dad uh, helped me watch, helped me find some of it. Nice. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. That's not until <laughs> I was like 14 or 15 years old. But, I mean, yeah. Yeah, totally. Around the same time that I got into that type of shit, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's about the time when you start hunting out shit like that if you're a horror fan, I guess. Oh, yeah. Like the yeah. hardcore kind, anyway. Oh, not absolutely. Your, not yeah. a, because that's definitely not something a casual horror fan <laughs> looks for. <laughs> oh, not at all. Like I was just like, oh, well, I saw a hostile, but like, this is real. Then I saw like the first Faces of Death, and it's like, well, this is just like a bunch of animal attacks. I could watch this on YouTube, and every, everything else is like fake and stuff. Which, now looking back on it, I'm very fine uh, with not having seen so much actual uh, people death. It's not it's not Right? Fun. It's Not good my, that it was a hoax. Yeah, I'm. I'm really glad I wasn't edgy enough to like go past like. I'm. I'm glad I wasn't edgy enough to like do a deep dive into 4chan or something like that. You know that that oof. Yeah. yeah Some I of that shit still stays with me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, know, I, got, right? I had a little bit of exposure, but like overall, it was just like my buddy would tell me about it, and I was like, I don't want to fucking look at that. I don't want to go to your house anymore. <laughs> I'm I don't trust you. It's like I'll, I'll find like oh I heard about this movie Serbian film. I'll check that out. But I mean I'm across. I'm fucking keep the line there, pal. Indeed. Yeah. So in the scene that you were just sp- speaking of, um, it opens with a woman struggling in Otis's arms, and mm-hmm. Henry is filming with a yeah. handheld camera, the one that they stole. Mm-hmm. And uh, by Henry's feet, you see a man that is completely bound and gagged. Mm-hmm. And then the little boy that we were just speaking of enters the room, sees what happens, attempts to run. Henry drops the camera. Uh, it lands conveniently because they forced it to land conveniently. <laughs> uh, so you can s- still see a good scene of what's happening. Yeah. Um, he grabs the boy, throws him down, snaps his neck. Mm-hmm. Then Otis snaps the neck of the woman that he was holding and begins to molest her dead body. And then that's yeah. when it rolls back and you see the two of them just enthralled by their own yeah. murder. Well, like, even Henry, <laughs> when he sees him start molesting the body, he's like, no, not out of respect, but he's like, don't leave any DNA. Yeah, 
absolutely. Yeah. Because like like we were talking earlier, he's trying to teach him to not get caught. Right. The problem is Henry's a much more controlled killer than yes. Otis. Otis is, you know, uh, a live wire and mm-hmm. uh he's hard to rein in. Oh yeah. Which is no. becomes a bigger problem later. <laughs> oh yeah. He's he's living life on the edge, baby. Yes, he is. Yeah. So uh, at one point later on, Henry walks in to find Becky being strangled by Otis. And he's clearly trying to, like, rape or molest her as well. Um, Becky gets a sharp um, comb into one of Otis's eyes. Yep. Yeah. It looks super fake. (laughs) Oh, yeah, but it's still badass. <laughs> it's badass, but it does look super fake in that moment when it first stabs. You're like, well, that's clearly not real. <laughs> <laughs> He's just holding it between his like hands. Definitely yeah. not it's, all the way. Yeah, it's it's still good, though. Um, and then uh, Henry, you know, kills him and goes into the bathroom, chops up his body. <laughs> and uh, they dispose of it. Him and Becky, and then him and Becky go on a little trip. Mm. They check into a hotel room, and Henry checks out of the hotel room and dumps a suitcase on the side of the road. And that's how the film ends. And it goes back to that creepy music that starts at the beginning, and you know that Becky is in that fucking suitcase. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like the scene right before they check in the hotel, she's like, I love you, Henry. And it's like, He's, he's like a little pissed off. He's like, well, I fucking guess I love you, too. Yeah. Totally gonna kill you later. Yeah. <laughs> like, l- look, I wasn't really looking for anything serious. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a fair commitment right there. Yeah, right? I'm just gonna kill you. I can't. Well, I'm just, like, not in a great headspace right now, so I'm just gonna... <laughs> You and leave you on the side of the road in a duffel bag or a suitcase, you know. But it'll be it'll be a nice suitcase because it, you know we had something special. It's not you, it's me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't want m- me killing your brother coming up in every argument we have. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like I, fit five years down the line, bitch, I saved you from being raped. <laughs> Do I need to make a phone call? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Back to when he cuts up um, Otis. Yes. Mm-hmm. When, <laughs> did you notice the size of that knife? It was just a tiny little knife. Yeah. Like a paring is, knife. You know, Absolutely work, not what you cut up a body with. You work with what you're given, you know? Like, you, you're on a time crunch. You got you got to think fast. You got to think of your feet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Trent, it would take so long to stop yeah. his body with that. It well, was like I, a butter I, I knife. Just, well, it seems like he's been doing this a while. You know, I, I feel like you're really just like doubting this man's abilities and, and his talent for murder and dismemberment. And you know, <laughs> I mean, clearly he is skilled with a paring butter knife. Yeah, Look, I mean, you gotta separate the art from the artist, okay? <laughs> right, right. I like, um,. <laughs> You know, I guess it shows that he has a lot of strength to saw through a head with a butter knife. You know? Yeah. He's you know, a- that is talent. <laughs> Lots of patience and talent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is real talent. 
Yep. Okay, is the movie over? The movie is over. Mm-hmm. Uh, is. Um, so... This is the time that we normally take a small break. Mm. And welcome back. Hi. Hi. So, Morgan, uh-huh. tell us about Henry Lee Lucas. Oh, no, I can't get out of my full screen. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I will when I pull up my notes. Okay. Mm. And there we are. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Uh, first off, going to name off all the sources I used, uh, which was a lot. I used a lot of different sources because there's so much information out there. Hey, hey, Mo. What? You don't have to read them all off because I have an MLA, uh, list of my sources. Oh, look at you. If it's super long, like, just send them over to me because it's already long on my end, too. Okay, well, um, I mean, it's not that long because I didn't include them all, but I'll I'll send them to you. Well, I would feel good about, yeah. I want to just include them all um, in our just full episode notes anyway. Okay, yeah, some okay. some of them I'll actually name them in the notes I made because um, there's, like, newspaper articles from back in the day that I found. Yeah, um, totally that. Mm-hmm. So, Henry Lee Lucas, uh, he was born um, August 23rd, 1936, and he actually died 20 years to this day, mm-hmm. today, March 12th, 2001. Um, but anywho, we'll get back to that. Um yeah, he dies if no one is aware of the spoiler of his death. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but anywho. You mean he, 20 what? years ago today? Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> I mean, some people could be spoiled on that. I don't know. Didn't we tell oh. them that at the top of the episode? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he was born the youngest of nine kids to a mm. poor family eight miles outside of Blacksburg, Virginia. And Mm. if you don't know where Blacksburg, Virginia is, that's where uh, Virginia Tech is. Mm -hmm. And it's also where he grew up. Uh, This road is the same road where I used to go target shooting, like practicing with guns and stuff. And I got my pistol sighted, like right down the street where he grew up. And I never knew this. Yeah, I was like, I recognize the name of this road mm-hmm. and I looked on Google maps and I was like, holy shit, that's, that's where I used to go target practicing. Cool. Yeah. There's, there's a, uh, shooting range out there. Um, nice. Good thing you weren't doing this in the seventies or you might've been a target. <laughs> I guess earlier than that. Cause he wasn't, he was around that area in the seventies. Yeah. That's a good point. I we also didn't start killing till then either. Look, Morgan, it was for the punchline. <laughs> you gotta respect I that. Get it. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, the family was known to be, according to the townspeople, they say the poorest of the poor in Montgomery County. Uh, he grew up in a shack, and all the townspeople, whenever you know he became famous later in life. 
Um, they said they remembered all the kids like always being dirty and -hmm. like people would buy them stuff and the abusive mom would like say, we're not fucking charity case and usually throw away or burn the stuff that they gave them Mm -hmm. or beat them because they accepted stuff. Um, but Lucas was, or sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm going to refer to him as Lucas and Henry. They're the same person because I don't think I corrected all the Lucas and Henry's in here. Um, but he was remembered by his schoolmates as being like uninterested in school and he was held back in the first grade for three fucking years. Three years. Um, I mean, I I failed math 101 four times, so I get it. (laughs) Yeah, but kindergarten, man. I mean, first grade, sorry. Yeah, I mean, um, they made us do cursive in first grade, so I mean, I can. Oh I yeah, fuck that. I won my yeah. pen, penmanship award every year until they quit giving it in sixth grade, because <laughs> that was I, the only thing I was good at. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're good at talking about serial killers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess it's the same. Probably back English then writing. too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did have a crush on um. Not even gonna say it. Just kidding. Um, so Are you gonna say Richard Ramirez? Yes. My <laughs> mom like explained to me that I should not like him. I was like, but he's so cute. He's got sunglasses and cool hair. I think you've already told that story on the podcast. Right? I know, but that was like my introduction to serial killers. It was probably in first grade. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I feel you. I used to watch uh, like the biography channel. When I was super young and they would sometimes it would be like, you know, Ted Bundy and shit. And I was just like, oh, he's so cool. (laughs) No, it was more like kind of like when you watch a nature documentary and you watch like the lions running across the savannah. It's like, oh, you're so dangerous, but cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Something like that. Definitely not hero worship. Just like no. Yeah. Uh, intriguing. Yeah. Like uh, everybody so... here listening and you know on this podcast are no, all yeah. intrigued by serial killers. Don't lie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're not, why are you listening? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not trying to drive you away. Stay. But I'm really curious how you got here. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, like, some kids are like, yeah, he used to beat up kids, but he was, like, fucking eight in the first grade. So, yeah, he was bigger than all the other kids. (laughs) So, I feel like if he was trying to, like, play with him or whatever, he was a little bit stronger than he thought. But also, he was small for his age, but, I mean, being eight or nine in the first grade, I think you kind of tower over all the other kids. Yeah. Absolutely. And also, people remember that he would freak everybody out by popping out his glass eyeball and rolling around in his hand. Mm-hmm. Now, Morgan, um, I want to hang out with that, that glass eye. <laughs> how did he get it? Yeah, I feel like that's an important part of his life. Yeah, so he lost his eye after his brother. Uh, him and his brother were wrestling. There's different accounts, but they say it was an accident. Um, he said he stabbed him in the eye with a pocket knife. And then f- the fucking mom, the drunk-ass bitch, uh, she, like, let him suffer until it became super infected, like, several days later. 
Um, some reports say that the teachers were like, hey, you have to take your kid to the doctor. Um, and at that point, it was too late. It was really infected. So they replaced it with a glass eyeball. And some say he was like 11. Some say he's nine. There's a bunch of different reports for ages throughout all of this. So yeah. please don't email us and correct us on dates because, yeah, they're yeah. all different, all the sources. Um, and then some some people that went to school with him say he was like quiet and mild mannered and like teachers say that he was like nice but yeah. other kids say he was terrifying so who knows yeah. um henry's dad <laughs> poor henry's dad oh my god so henry's dad was known as anderson no legs lucas dude he's a musician <laughs> No, right? Yeah, right. Too bad he was a drunk. Um, so he No, so like a blues musician. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh heroin, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it depends on how cool they are. <laughs> so he he uh got his nickname because well he had no legs. <laughs> but um he lost his legs after a train accident. Um and some people say that he did it on purpose so he could collect disability and not have to work. Mm. Um, I think that's... I think he drunkenly fell asleep on the train tracks. I do too, because yeah. I, I think that's a stretch. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've definitely heard. It, it, is it weird that this isn't the only story I've heard about people drunkenly falling asleep on train tracks and losing their legs or other limbs? Like this yeah. week? Oh, this week? Well, that, that I've been reading. Oh God! Yeah, I, uh, I I got a lot of free time on my hands. Go <laughs> down that rabbit hole. Your oh, yeah, algorithm absolutely. is showing you the the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, he he worked for the train company then. Um, so I mean, it makes sense. He's drunk, known to be a drunk, and he passed out with his legs on the tracks. Um, but later. Uh, his dad was known to roll in a wagon into Blacksburg and beg for money and sell pencils on the street. Got me, baby, like a wagon wheel. <laughs> okay, guys, I That's have what that to song you. is based okay. off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have to ask you guys, have either of you seen the film Kids? Yes. Long time ago. Uh, so, Morgan, Trent, does this not make you think of the scene with the guy on the skateboard with the change going, I have no legs. Oh, yeah. I have no uh, legs. And they beat him with a skateboard? You forgot about that part. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That, that, uh, no, that was a kid that they beat with a skateboard. Oh, I thought they beat him, too. I don't think so. Oh. I mean, I haven't yeah. seen it in a few years, but I don't think so. I think they just beat a kid. They like And kills- not... The homeless dude. Yeah, I think you're right. I haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> uh, anyway, I digress. <laughs> but yeah, I have no legs. Buy my pencils. I have no legs. <laughs> um, so Lucas's mom and father both made whiskey to make money, and they were both alcoholics. So I don't know how much money they made off hmm. the- <laughs> that they drank. <laughs> Um, but his mom, Viola Dixon Lucas, his, uh, was a prostitute. And 
according to Henry, he would have sex with the Johns in the shack in front of her husband and the kids like frequently. Mm-hmm. And she also beat Henry and uh, berated and beat old no legs. And she once beat Henry so bad in the head with a piece of wood that he was in a coma for three days. So, Oof. yeah, fucking head injury. Um, and it wasn't until her live-in lover named Uncle Bernie was like, hey, you should probably take him to the doctor. He hasn't woken up in like three days. Yeah. Um, so he had a massive head injury then. I don't know how old he was then. I think he was around like 10. Yeah. Um, and Henry also later said that his mom dressed him up as a girl. And he's quoted to say, and I stayed that way for two or three years. And after that, I was treated like what I call the dog of the family. I was beaten. I was made to do things no other human being should want to do. And according to this article, it's like a now defunct Blacksburg-based digital publication called The Pylon. Um, They had old newspaper clippings. And the report said a Montgomery County court order soon put an end to Henry Lee's forced cross-dressing. Like, the teachers were concerned because he was coming to school dressed as a girl. So they went to the courts and they issued the mom a court order to, like, stop putting him in girls' clothing. Yeah. So around this time, one of Viola's lovers, nicknamed Uncle Bernie, he would also beat Lucas, and he introduced him to bestiality and animal torture and then the murder of the animals after the bestiality. Um, mm. Yeah, so Uncle Bernie was not a good influence, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, like, no yeah, like <laughs> Yeah, like, no one in his family were good influences. It's sad because, like, the... Right. The townspeople knew, like, this is all a fucked up situation, and they try to help out. And then, like, Henry would just, like, get the wrath of his mom after that. Yeah. Um, so, I, I'm sorry. I was, I was just going to say, I feel like that's very much the opposite in a lot of cases where people aren't trying to help out. Every, like, especially in a smaller community, people don't want to get involved. Yeah. Yeah, and no, they were trying to get involved. They would buy the kids stuff. They would because she would like send them to school with no socks or shoes. And yeah. Blacksburg's like a mountain town. Um, yeah, I mean it's not like Colorado, but it's like a mountain town, so yeah. it's cold. Appalachia. Yeah, it's in Appalachians. Um, so it's it gets pretty cold up there. Um, mm-hmm. at anyway, around fourteen, um, no legs died of hypothermia. And there's a couple reports. It was due to him being drunk in a blizzard or dying from pneumonia due to being drunk in a blizzard. Right. So it's either hypothermia or pneumonia. Uh, the reports differ, but all like point the, fem- the finger at Viola for this. They said she was having sex and he got mad and crawled out into the snow. Um, don't know a lot of this is legend from blacksburg um so around the age of 15 lucas dropped out of school and he dropped out of school when he was in the fifth grade at 15 so i don't know how many years he had been held back total 
Um, but it seems like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That, what are you like ten in the fifth grade? Yeah, you know, you should be like eleven in the fifth grade. Yeah. So, yeah. So he was held back for a while. Um, around this time in 1951, Lucas claimed to have done his first killing, which is still not substantiated. It's like thought to be true, but they never found the body. And he also, you know, admitted to it and then recanted and confessed again. And so, um, he's, he told authorities that he had raped and strangled a young girl after she refused his sexual advances. Um, and the case of 17 year old Laura was never solved. Um, and it was brought up three decades later that Lucas, like when Lucas confessed, um, and that was in 1983. Mm -hmm. So never found the body. Um, he confessed, he recanted, he confessed. So it's still not, uh, totally confirmed. Um, but at the age of 17 in 1954, uh, Lucas was stopped driving in Virginia and he was found to be driving a stolen car. Um, and then after that, it was linked to a bunch of robberies and breaking and entering charges and uh, mainly in Stanton and around Richmond. Um, he eventually was only like convicted of statutory burglary and he was sentenced to two years in jail. Just two. However, he was a fucking idiot, and he had two different failed escape attempts. One, he actually made it all the way to Michigan, but was, like, hitchhiking back. I don't know why. I would just stay in Michigan. Yeah, um, right? Yeah, this is, like, the 50s. You could get away with a lot of shit, but... Yeah, Michigan's, like, not awful at that point. Yeah, yeah but, like, he got caught in, like, Ohio or something. Lord. So he could have just stayed there. Um, anyway, so they they extradited him back. He tried to escape again. Then he ended up serving like a total of nine years. So he got out in uh, 1959. He immediately left Virginia and headed to Tecumseh, Michigan. And he stayed with his older stepsister, Opal. Uh, and then by 1960, Lucas, which is... I think it was like less than a year. He had already been arrested for burglary and was out on parole. Um, and the, his mom, who's 74 at this time, she came to visit for Christmas. Um, and then Lucas and his mom, they went to a tavern on January 12th, 1960. So, you know, a few weeks after Christmas. And when they returned from the tavern, they're both drunk. They got in an argument. Um, different reports saying that he, she didn't like his fiance at the time and mm. that she wanted him to move back to Virginia to take care of her. Um, she, he claims that she hit him in the head repeatedly with a broom. And mm. then Lucas struck back with a knife in his hand and stabbed her in the neck. Mm. Um, so he claims self-defense. And throughout the trial, he it, he fled Michigan, um, but he was caught hitchhiking in Toledo, Ohio, four mm. days later. And then, I mean, all of his accounts of how he did it or why he did it all differ. Just like he confessed and recanted all of these fucking crimes, so it's kind yeah. of a pattern of the lies and 
um, making up stories and stuff. Um, so I just like the movie. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Because he said he killed his mom. He was like, I stabbed her. And she's like, I thought you said you shot her. So yeah. that part's kind of similar, but he, I don't think he ever said he shot her. He said he stabbed her on purpose and then stabbed her by accident. Anywho, he is transferred back to Michigan from Ohio, and he admitted everything. Mm -hmm. And then he was sent to a psychiatric hospital for the criminally insane. Mm -hmm. Um, After six years there, he was transferred to a prison, and he served the rest of his sentence, which was four more years, um, and was released in 1970. So he only spent like a total of 10 years in yeah. jail. And from my understanding, he only got released because of the severe overpopulation of the prison system. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. like he was he, like, I'm going to be violent. Yeah, because he was sentenced 20 to 40, and he had already served 10. So they let him out at least 10 years early. Um, yeah, and he even told the guards, like, I will kill again. Yeah. I mean, it, it, later, whenever he was, like, sent to prison for um, kidnapping girls, he was like, no, I don't need to get out. Yeah. Yeah. And he um, told them I, this. I think they should listen to prisoners when they say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, he was paroled on June 3rd, 1970, and he left prison, went back to Tecumseh, um, and then almost a year and a half later, on December 1971, he was booked on a charge of molesting two teenage girls. Um, later, he made a deal, and the charge was reduced to simple kidnapping. And he was sent to prison for only five fucking years <laughs> for kidnapping two girls. Good wow. Lord. Which is insane to me. Like, what? Um, so well, the prison justice system, the, the justice system just works so fucking flawlessly, doesn't it? 
Oh, no, and this case, oh, this case makes me so mad because it shows how oh. fucked up our system is. Yeah, this one, also it also reminds me of uh, author Shawcross, like how he was let go and then murdered like 13 women. Yeah. Man, <sighs> I used to live in the town where his murder spree started, like oh. not that long ago. <laughs> yeah, didn't he try to stay in? Prison? I don't I, remember. I feel like he probably liked it a bit too much. Yeah. I don't think he, yeah. Yeah. No. That. Uh, I hate that guy. Um. Yeah. So back to my notes. Where they go? Okay. So um. Yeah. So in August 1975, which was all, he only served four fucking years. Um. He married a woman that he was. Writing in jail. <laughs> Who the fuck writes a child molester in jail and wants to marry them when she um, has kids? Sorry. Morgan, don't you remember the Danny Rollin episode? I know. It's so <laughs> fucked. I'm like, just don't write them. He, he's a child molester. Because he's a fucking child molester. And I'm just going to say it because no one has said it. And I'm pissed because on that show, the... um. The one on Netflix. No oh, one ever uh, mentions that he's killer? a pedo. Yeah. He's yeah, a total he's pedo. He's 100% a pedo. He's a fucking pedo. So, I just wanted to say that. He's a pedo and a murderer and a liar. Um, And he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Uh, I thought we could conjure him on this show because it's 20 years of the day. I'm just kidding. Conjure. You don't believe in ghosts. No. I, <laughs> I wouldn't want to conjure him anyway. He seems That's like a dude. That's not the kind of ghost I want to talk to. If I <laughs> um, yeah, no. But, okay. Back to the story. He married his pen pal. And according to some things I read, it was also his cousin's widow. And she had two young kids. So he married his cousin's widow. Classy. Yeah. And he's a pedo. Um, so the the marriage was like really short-lived. Uh, after she said that he molested her two young daughters, he, he left town, uh, eventually found another girlfriend. Then, of course, his pedo fucking ways kicked in. Had to diddle another little girl that belonged to his girlfriend. Um, no one brings this up in any of the stuff. I, he's a pedo. Um, yeah. yeah I so feel like the, the last podcast guys did a pretty decent job of uh, not shying away from that, but otherwise, it's just like completely skirted over. Yeah, I, I thought it's frustrating. I mean, I don't have high hopes about what Netflix puts out, but right, um, they should have definitely said that. I don't think they mentioned it like one time in no. that thing because. Um, after this, uh, he left again because his girlfriend accused him of molesting her daughter. So he gets out. And at this point, this is around 1975. He goes around on the road being a grifter, working odd jobs. He's got a shitty car. He's just picking up work where he can. And according to him, he was raping and murdering women all along the way through the South. Um, but... Most of these confessions were returned. Um, and this is where he makes his way to um, 
Florida. So around this time, he was at a soup kitchen and he ended up meeting Otis, right? It's Otis, not Otis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Otis. Yeah, Otis, yeah. Yeah, so he meets him at a soup kitchen um, and becomes friends with him. And there's a lot of, like, different reports on, like, what they did together. I know they had a lot of sex, um, but I don't know, like, what is real and what is fake. Right. I don't know if anybody can help me out with that. (laughs) Well, there's a lot because of how much Henry lies. Mm-hmm. It's. I feel like some of those things really only Henry would know what was true and what wasn't. Right. Yeah. So he's dead. So. So I'm not gonna cover like every case that he claimed to. Oh, that would take like three <laughs> episodes. That would take like two years, probably. Yeah, it would be yeah. way too long. Because it it was um up to the tally of one a year while he was out for six years or something. Cause it totaled up to like 5,000, 6,000 or something, I think was the total number. Yeah, yeah. It was really ridiculous. And they like went back and like looked at all the ones that he had confessed to. And it was like a murder a day. So they're yeah. like, okay, you're in Florida one day, Texas the next, but he drove the same fucking shitty car. Mm-hmm. Like, like, nah, yeah, he would have had to travel like, 11,000 miles within like less than a year in like a shitty old car. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and like some of those murders in Texas, they looked up his employment records and he was clearly clocked in in Florida. Yeah, he yeah. was like in Florida. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's clear that some of them were immediately discredited. Yeah, he is a he's a lying ass hoe. <laughs> well, yeah, Just he like, even said stint. that he fed off of the notoriety. Yeah. Lion ass pedo. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pedo. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Pedo. <laughs> well, yeah. from the way it sounded like he slept around, he was a pedo. Yeah, he was a pedo. Oh, yeah. Um, so he, okay, this is around 1976, 1978. A bunch of different sources all have different years. Um, is when he met Otis, and then he started to have a, an affair with. Tool's niece, which her her name was Frida Powell, but uh, everybody called her Becca, Be- Becky. Yeah. Um. At this point, she would you say she was ten or eleven? Eleven. Yeah. yeah. So she's eleven at this time. Um. She had escaped from a juvenile detention center and was living with her uncle and then that's where they struck up uh their relationship and it became sexual and around this time when he's with becky and tool um he was also fucking tool so he was having sex with otis and like also having sex with otis's niece Mm -hmm. um who was again at this point like 12 yeah, 12. Um, and that's when he says he also killed hundreds of people. So yeah. I don't know. Um, and the three of them left together and went to Texas and like joined a religious cult called the House of Prayer. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and that's where Lucas well, like, took up. Huh? 
Well, the three of them weren't in the house of prayer. It was just Henry and Becky at the house of prayer. Oh, yeah. No. Um, sorry. They split off with Tool. And uh, then. Based, yeah. Cause... They left Florida together. But then Tool got an argument. They got an argument or something at a truck stop. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he decided to leave him at the truck stop. I like uh, Becky better. Fuck you, Otis. Yeah. You're 11 year old ass yeah uh, <laughs> sorry. um so after this he goes to the religious cult this is in stoneburg texas um and then becky starts to get like homesick and tool i mean um sorry lucas is working as a roofer for these people and then that's when um Becky, like, yeah, sorry, I'm getting stuff mixed up. I didn't get through all of my notes, like, they're not super perfect. Um, but they so they left Tool and then they moved and started working for a woman named Kate Rich, and she was like 80 something years old. Yeah, um, and the way that they hooked up with Kate Rich was. They basically got taken in by this couple that by the ran. Cult. Hmm? It was a cult, right? I know it was a mushroom farm, but I thought they were related with a cult. Okay, so before that, <laughs> uh, they met this couple that ran like a little convenience store. And these people were related to Kate. And they mm-hmm. basically sent them to take care of Kate. And then that opened it up for him to take advantage of Kate. Yeah, so Kate and the riches were like, ah, you need to leave. We're going to put you out because you're writing false checks under Kate Rich's accounts. Mm -hmm. Um, And they weren't doing their jobs. And um, this was around like 1982, 1983, I think. Um. And then at this point, they said that Becky started getting homesick, and then she disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, and around this time, um, Henry left. He camped out um, with her, and then <sighs> it's so weird about the accounts of what happened because he's he says he stabbed her and then he also said that he hit her in the head and then killed her that way and dismembered her corpse so there's different reports again um uh, but one time he said that um becky slapped him while they were camping after they left the um the kate's place um and then he dismembered he he stabbed her, killed her, dismembered her, and then scattered her body parts all around the desert. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he went back to Kate's and told her that uh, Becky had run off of some truck driver after they got in a fight at a truck stop. Yeah. And then um, the riches noticed that Lucas was gone and they hadn't heard from Kate, so they found her body... No, they they only found her, uh, sorry, parts of her bones in a stove. So they never actually found her body. They found bones. Yeah. Um, and so then this is when he goes on the run. Um, 
I didn't get all into this because it's it's just a bunch of the same shit. Like, uh, I just went out and killed all these people. Oh. Um, and uh, around this time, whenever he was caught, he's he had confessed to like sixty murders at first, right. and then it went to like seventy five, and then went to like two hundred, and. Like, meanwhile, Texas Rangers are, like, encouraging this shit. And, like, the FBI and everybody's like, fuck yeah, we can solve all these murders. But also, I think a lot of them knew. Like, that show, some of them knew, but they didn't want to, like, badmouth the Texas Rangers. It's all about fucking saving face and shit. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... That pissed me off because I know like people want to like solve murders, but it's one thing when you want to like solve a murder and you want to just make your numbers go up, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and um, it's it's just really fucking weird, and all the he said he she said bullshit. Um, <laughs> what was that song? <laughs> Fred Durst. That break stuff. Biscuit. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, Fred Durst. You, you know, know what? Dog, that was water? the song that Woodstock '99 ended up setting the stage on fire. <laughs> like a motherfucking chainsaw. <laughs> Skin your ass raw. <laughs> oh God, I want to listen to that again. Yes. <laughs> I not go back to the time of new metal. Oh my I god, I just it. want frosted tips. <laughs> <laughs> like uh what's his name from Sugar Ray? Yes. Mark oh my god. Oh, yes, Mark Didn't he go like fucking crazy on somebody? Well, he uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think so. It was well, on like the paparazzi. Crazy. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. No, wait, so... no butterfly. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Can't remember this shit, man. Oh, God. Uh, hot dog flavored water. What is it? Star. Starfish in the hot dog. Starfish in the hot dog flavored water. Hot dog flavored water, yes. Yeah, it's just like a butthole and a dick. <laughs> right? Oh, well, hot dog flavored water. I mean, that's just hot dog flavored water. They're from Florida. So that, that's their main source of sustenance. That and mess. In the panhandle. <laughs> Everywhere except Gainesville, because that's the best goddamn city in the fucking country. One weekend out of the year. Oh, what what weekend is that? Halloween weekend, baby, when they have the fest. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I I know some people from there. We covered the um the game. Screen. Yeah. 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 So, but okay, chocolate covered starfish is that not a butthole? It's butthole. No, it's it definitely butthole. a butthole. Okay, I yes, thought it was a butthole. Absolutely. It took me way too long to know that was a butthole. And it's good. Slapping ass riffs on it too, like West Borland. <laughs> only those riffs could only be attained by frosted tips mm-hmm. and like sideways hats mm-hmm. and a goatee. Yeah, yeah. A goatee, very pointy. Look, uh-huh. new metal's coming back, baby. <laughs> so, are you like a Fred Durst fan? I I wouldn't say I'm a Fred Durst fan. I'm more of a more of a Fred Durst acolyte. <laughs> <laughs> The disciple of swords. I'm a friend. But, but, but I, I can't really wear the red hat anymore because then people are going to think uh, my politics aren't exactly what they oh. really are. Yeah. 
Yeah. You don't want that. Yeah, because it's it's it, they're the opposite of the red hat wearing motherfuckers. So. Yeah, you literally can't wear a red hat anymore yeah. without someone like staring and being like, "What's the red hat?" It's like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Except for those ladies that all wear red hats. <gasps> you know oh my about? god! But they probably do wear red hats under those red hats. Yeah. <laughs> they are like old rich women primarily, so yeah, so probably not wrong. I. Sorry, I'm very sorry if that we are wrong in judging you, Red Hat Society. I don't think this is their type of podcast to listen you to. <laughs> are right, but what if like their rebellious granddaughter is into it and then she's listening to it in the car? Yeah. And grandma's there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's like Kellyanne Conway's daughter right now. She's like going, ah! going off on my TikTok. She can become our biggest fans. And that just, shit like, is so funny. <laughs> she's just become a, a podcaster. She's like, here's my mom without ma- uh, like a mask when she knew she had COVID. <laughs> yeah. like, You're welcome. Well, she just looks like the parents from Brazil. So <laughs> all the uh, shit Terry Gilliam movie. Yeah, yeah. Nice wrestling. Like I was trying nice. to get that. I was about to type it in. And I was like, I don't get it. No, it's oh. fine. <laughs> just look. If you, if I make a reference, just assume that it's cool and smart. And uh, hey, so far, you know, ten out of ten. Oh fuck yeah, dude. I am just sitting back here like, what's going on? <laughs> Morgan is not uh, as deep into the horror world as we are, but uh-huh. I'm slowly dragging her into the depth. Oh yeah, yes. I'm being like pulled in by my feet. <laughs> being dragged into this nightmarish hellscape that we were forced to exist in. Slowly eating your skin. Yeah. Up. All, it's a good time. I mean, to be honest though, like ever since I've gotten into this, all of my um like uh the sleep paralysis, it's been way more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. If it's more interesting, Way that makes more. it like less scary, right? Yeah, because I'm like, this is not real. This is not real. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, like so when uh, like when you had the sleep paralysis with uh, what's his name? Richard the Ramirez. Night- yeah, Ramirez. The night yeah. yeah, yeah. Little, little oh, hotty His fucking teeth. Fucked up. His fucked up teeth were in my face, and oh, he stunk. Like, ah, okay. Yes. No more. Yeah. I will conjure him here. Okay. We don't want um, that. <laughs> so, after this, you know, he his total comes up to around 3,000 to 6,000, depending on what article you read. Um, and, uh, you know, depending on what day it is. And- <laughs> yeah, like how he's feeling that day or how he's being treated in the jail that he's in. Yeah. Um, what's what's crazy is that he said that him and Otis were in the hand of death. Um, yeah. I did some digging on the hand of death. Yeah, and there was actually a radio series. Um, it was called the the sealed book. Uh, it was like mystery and horror tales. And it was put out from March 18th to September 9th, 1945. And it's just like a um, 
series that was released on Sundays. I can't believe they did it on a Sunday. It's like mm. Satan and shit on a Sunday in 1945. Uh, anywho. They they had Maybe this like Sunday was must see or must hear listen like must see TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy because this Hands of Death uh is an episode um of this uh story, I guess. And it's like a story of two brothers that like go on and say that they're they're like forced to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, and they collect souvenirs, uh, but it says that it's a, a very dark story of two brothers. One of them killed because he could not help himself and the other one interested in murder too, but in a very different way. The tale begins in San Francisco on a night of thick suffocating fog. A young man hurries homeward as he turns the corner he bumps abruptly into a huge figure striding towards him so yeah i think they just like pulled that out of their ass and were like yeah we're in this satanic cult called the hands of death but i mean it's like two brothers that are like on this crime spree which is sort of like what they did yeah i don't know maybe i went too deep i don't know no, I mean, that, that's probably tracks. I don't know. I mean, I feel like Henry Lee Lucas was just so completely full of shit. Yeah. No, he, he like... was 100% a pathological liar who yeah. would lie about what he had for breakfast. Yeah. yeah I, I, I bet that loser didn't even actually kill eight people like everyone thinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> loser. Fucking loser. <laughs> you lie about your kill count, you fucking poser. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know he was like fans of other serial killers too. Yeah, um, yeah. like says it about uh, Rafael Resendez Ramirez, who killed at least eight in Texas, mm. Kentucky, Illinois, and Mexico. I think it's up to like 15 or something. Um, but anywho, um, so he goes on, starts confessing to these crimes. And as he's confessing, the police in each like locality are like, hey, let's bring him here and see um, if he's done these crimes. And then like they link him to all these other crimes, like because the, the murders are already linked. But they would give Henry Lee Lucas like free reign of the information, like all of the um, photos like the crime scene photos, they'd give him information about the crime that was never released to the media. So, of course, he has information whenever he's going on being recorded as saying, I killed these people. Um, Some people say it was, like, forced. But also, you have to take into account that he has an IQ of, like, what, 75? Yeah. Yeah. So... Once he, you know, he was in the shitty jail in Texas, like no bed mat, probably shitty food, um, mm-hmm. on a chain gang and shit. So, of course, if he commits, hey, hey, I killed another person, they take him off that chain gang or out of that cell into like comfy little cozy places. He gets cigarettes, he gets Coca Cola. He gets all this shit and special treatment, and, and then he's got cameras around him. Hmm? Yeah, and sometimes he was even able to go 
to point out where bodies were, often a wild goose chase, and then he'd be able to, like, go eat in a diner. Yeah. Yeah. They would also, like, not handcuff him, and he even used, like, passwords out of locked areas and jails that he was in. Yeah. Um, So this really shows, like, just how shitty our judicial system is because one he didn't have an attorney through all of this and he's mentally handicapped and all these you know these people who are closing their cases they weren't even doing the due diligence to like make sure that all, all the facts counted up like where was he like half the crimes he committed or says he committed he was in a different state at the time and it wasn't until like one detective uh, kind of started seeing a pattern of like he couldn't have done this, right? Um, and she like made up ten different um, suspects or ten different murder cases that were like all fake, and left him alone with everything. And then he came back and told her like I did it this way, and I was. I cut her up and he would describe everything and she was like, all of these are fucking fake. And he just admitted to every single one of these. Um, meanwhile, the Texas Rangers are like, they're just trying to make us look bad. So it's yeah. kind of like a case of saving face, some fucking ego battles going on. And yeah. this guy just trying to get cigarettes and like nice food outside of jail. Who, who yeah. knows? I mean, who He's amongst going- us hasn't been in that exact same position? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like admit to murder? Hold on, like another. I mean, killer? not that extreme, but just like you know, just free, free, free cigarettes and food. Yeah, that. I mean, free yeah. food. Sounds, yeah. yeah. Look, I'll readily admit that I get all those emails on my birthday that are like, "Hey, you get free pancakes at IHOP today." I do that shit. Oh yeah. I have no shame. Hell yes. <laughs> no, that, like, it's just ridiculous that they just believed him. And I was like, no. 6,000 yeah. later? Come on. Like, like after, the first, after the first or second time he led me to an empty field and there was no body, you're not getting Waffle House today, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> you're not getting syrup on your pancakes, Henry. No, Henry. We're going back to the jail, and you can have whatever slop they're serving. <laughs> Get some of that neutral loaf. Mmm. Mm. So he went green. Fucking inedible shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's like considered um cruel and inhumane punishment now. Yes. Yeah. I think they still serve it. At some prisons, not gonna name where, because I don't want to get sued for libel or whatever. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, he was going around the country, he's getting milkshakes, he's getting his, as the woman said on the, the show, pal mouths. I'm yeah. pretty sure they're Paul Malls. They they're are. definitely Paul Malls. She's like, a pack of pal mouths. I don't think that's how you say it. Well, um, it, was but, she northern? Because the three of no. us are southern, and that does make a difference. She's from yeah. fucking Texas. Was she? Well, Texas is kind of a little different, though, right? Yeah. I think yeah. she was around Austin, I think. She's in the show. All right. She I didn't watch the show. 
Well, it's uh, she doesn't say it that bad, but pal, mal, it's <laughs> Paul Malls. Um, so anyway, he was eventually he was actually convicted of eleven murders, mm. and then he was sentenced to death for killing a woman in Texas on Halloween in nineteen seventy nine. Orange socks, right? Yeah, that's orange socks. Um, and so, we know her name now. Huh? And we know her name now. I, um... Deborah Jackson. Yes. So that wasn't found until 2019 after a DNA test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they did DNA and then linked it and found out that her name was Deborah Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, he never fucking killed orange socks. He was in Florida. And he was on a time oh. clock, like literally punched in. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so he, that. yeah, he was um, actually commuted. His death sentence was for Orange Socks, mm-hmm. also Deborah Jackson. Uh, his death sentence was commuted by then uh, Texas Governor George W. Bush in 1998, and that was George Bush's only. Is it commutation of a death sentence? Yeah. 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 So, because huh. George Bush was like a huge thing for the death penalty, as well as like oh, yeah. almost everybody in Texas. Um, yes. They but, are big on the death. Yeah, but they knew he didn't do the crime. So I thought it was it was kind of cool that George Bush was like, we can't, you know, sentence him to death over a crime he definitely didn't commit. Yeah. Like we know he did these three, but. Mm, yeah. he's going to death for this one that he definitely didn't do. Yeah. Uh, so George W. Bush pardoned him in 1998. But then uh, Lucas was found dead in his bed um, on the prison unit 20 years to this day, March 12th, 2001. But this will be coming out tomorrow on March 13th. So yeah. um, today is 20 years of the day. And before his death, he had been hospitalized a few times for complications with heart failure. And this was determined to be the cause of his death at age 64 was heart failure. Um, And prior to his death for, you know, the years that he was in prison, Lucas's job was sewing trousers for correctional officers uniforms. And the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, uh, the spokesman at that time, Larry Fitzgerald, was quoted by ABC News after his death. He said, he spent all his time running the sewing machine. He was our best. (laughs) That's what the spokesperson had to say. The seamstress of the year. (laughs) I hope they have, like, a frame. Best seamstress ever. He did make a good pair of trousers. You should have seen that hemline. <laughs> that hemline was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Yep. That's Henry. That's, yeah, that's Henry. Yeah. So The child molester. <laughs> yes. He was a child molester. Oh, yeah. Sex offender. Not registered, He's... but he should have been. Yeah. Piece of shit. Yeah, he was a piece of shit. A liar. Yeah. yeah. Just an all-around horrible human who we're not sad to see gone. Yeah. I wonder who has his eye. 
I bet it's Somebody kept that shit, yeah. I don't know, but I think it would be cool if it was in the Museum of Death. Yes. Yeah, that, that... That'd be cool, but also uh, uh, Zach Bagans. I just love Zach Bagans. The ghost this hunters. is a, do- a well-documented thing on the podcast now. Morgan's love for Zach Bagans. Sorry, okay. fucking love him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is when we usually take a little time to have a chat about uh, what we've eaten, watched, uh, read, played, whatever recently. Just, you know, what we've done in our downtime. Yeah. Morgan, me? What have you been up to since the last episode? I don't even remember. Um, I worked four nights in a row, and then I had. Oh yeah, it's Friday, so I've had two days off. Oh yeah. <laughs> I never know what day it is. Like yesterday, I thought it was Saturday, and Andrew's like, "It is Thursday." <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm backwards or forwards or what. I don't know what time zone I'm living in anymore. You're um, something. <laughs> but I did make a spicy carrot soup last night, and I'm gonna throw out uh, Hangry Girl RVA, um, really awesome person, and my future sister-in-law. She has this like blog going now about food and local food in Richmond. It's really good, but the fucking soup is delicious. Make yeah. carrot soup. I didn't think I'd really like it, but it's like, is it spicy? Is well, is are carrots the only thing in it? No, it's like uh, carrots and coconut milk and veggie stock, and I put a lot of Thai chilies in mine. I put like six, Ooh. so it's really spicy. It and sounds. Then, Good. Yeah, you top it with sesame seeds and cilantro. Oh, so fucking good. Shit, yeah. Yeah, had to till the cilantro that tastes like soap in my mouth. No, oh, you have that rare gene. Yes, it was on the twenty three and Me thing that I got back during Christmas. Oh, that sucks. Cilantro is like my favorite thing. I keep it in my fr- I'd like buy five bunches like every week. It tastes like if my grandma stuck dial on a toothbrush and then shoved it in my mouth. Oh, I'm terrible. sorry. Well, you can withhold that. Maybe put some um, mint. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway. Rosemary. Yeah. Yeah, that could work. So that's like about it. I, I mean, love rosemary and I could put it in anything. Don't tell me what I won't put rosemary in. <laughs> I just don't think rosemary and spicy food mix. I wouldn't make it half as spicy. Uh-huh. Because if you want me to live in the bathroom for the next week, then I'll eat your food. That's how you know it's good. <laughs> the spicy hot snakes the next you day. You know, I'm... <laughs> Trying to keep my bowels um, aflame. <laughs> I've, I've given up on any possibility of that being a, a regular thing for me. The <laughs> bowels are just like just 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 bursting forth from the inside. <laughs> like champagne. <laughs> I wish. I wish it was that nice. No, it's just like, uh, like you remember an alien with the acid going through the metal and shit. It's it's like that, but it's like coming oh, from the inside. God. 
that, that sounds like you should go yeah. see a doctor. Uh, well, from here, I'll get all the four doctors. Oh, our, our teacher's insurance. Oh, yeah. I've, I mean, I've craved death for long enough. I guess this is one way to go. Fuck the United oh, States healthcare system. I yeah. agree wholeheartedly. That's one of the reasons why I'm moving, baby. Where you going? I'm going to South Korea. Oh, yeah, you said that. Morgan <laughs> <laughs> got South. so caught up in the Henry Lu- Lucas drama, she forgot all about I was like, so- are you moving to Texas? <laughs> oh, hell no, dude. Dear God, no. No. The only part of that Korea. state that I'd want to live in would probably be Austin, but I still wouldn't want to live there. Yeah, that's yeah. expensive as shit over there. Fuck yeah, but that is like the nice part of Texas. Yeah. I had fun in Fort Worth. Yeah, I I had well, I say that I had fun at Six Flags over Texas, but that's <laughs> not true because five year old Anna rates Six Flags as a zero out of ten. I went when I was seventeen, I'll have you oh, know. Okay. All right. <laughs> I got very dehydrated and ended up puking all over the bus. And, um, was it after food? No, mm-hmm. so it was, it, like, was it was dehydration bile. Oh, you're God. I was not feeling good, but you know what? I had a speed pass and I rode the Superman like five times. <laughs> Worth it. Hell yes. <laughs> huh. Okay. So. Uh, I guess this week. No, let's talk about what. Uh, what you ate? Hold That's on. What I was gonna do? No, what did Trent eat? Oh. Oh, oh uh, I don't get to tell them what I ate. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm just kidding. You go whenever you like. Go ahead, Trent. Potatoes <laughs> are back at Taco Bell, baby. <laughs> so I, yeah, potatoes are back at Taco Bell, man. I just had a couple of those for lunch. <gasps> they brought yes. I yeah. was pretty sad when the potato soft tacos were taken off. They, yeah, they back, awesome. baby. They back. Oh, they marginalized an entire like you know people like oh, vegetarians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, what else? Crawfish pie. Probably gonna have some of that as soon as I get off of here. <sighs> Did you make it? No, my pops did. Uh, I got some Melinda's hot sauce that I'm gonna fucking spread all over that shit. Oh my god. Oh, it Just brings me it back. I miss all my family from Louisiana. I, I can't find good crawfish in New York. I um, wouldn't think that you could. Well, there's so a tragic. place around here in Richmond that makes um, crawfish pie, but they're tiny. They're like handheld pies so it makes me really mad because i can't have the whole full-size pie right (laughs) it's pretty good actually for being richmond but oh uh they are made in uh louisiana they're just frozen yeah oh well i need to have some frozen pies sent to me all i'm saying (laughs) man i think trent should send us his dad's frozen pies. <laughs> Just get him to whip up a few and freeze them. No, I'm pretty sure he got it from like a store. He just like cooked it here. 
So, <laughs> yeah. So imagine that your dad's making crawfish pies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, it, like, I can't even find actual crawfish in this city anywhere right now. Really? No, no. I the the season's fucked up. Like, shit's scarce and shit's small. Mm, man. It's disappointing. You just go in the bayou and sane them. Yeah, I mean, we used to do that. I used to go uh, crawfishing and crabbing, but uh, not not anymore. Yeah, my my brother thought it was really fun. Have you ever saned? Mm-mm. Like, okay, so it's, say there's two poles, and then there's like a net in between the two poles. So the poles are vertical, and the net's really wide. Um, one person sticks one side of the pole, which is connected mm-hmm. to the mesh, into the water, into the yeah. mud. So then the other person runs in like a clockwise motion to meet up with the other side of the pole. Uh-huh. So like kind of making a half circle. So you like catch the bait fish for mm-hmm. fishing and you also catch the crawfish in the net. So the two people at the end pull up the net sideways to kind of mm-hmm. like make a like, and then you like carry it out together. Yeah. Um, so my brother thought it'd be fucking hilarious to make me the person who runs and I'm like five foot <laughs> and oh, he's Lord. six two, and he could have very well just walked through it. I'm like, you know, waist deep like <laughs> running <laughs> with this fucking pole i mean we got like crawfish and bait fish but i was so mad he was yeah. laughing the whole time I mean, yeah. i'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and say that he's wrong for laughing but i i, I get why you wouldn't think it was funny yeah i was just like dude you could have done it and like because i didn't realize it was knee deep for him it's like fucking chest deep for me right oh, yeah. <laughs> whoa <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that. hilarious like half swimming <laughs> like I hate you <laughs> yeah, I just did it the next out. time it I was... think I just flat out wouldn't have done it no yeah it was way more successful the second time well I'm a girl and I just have to show up my brothers so mm-hmm. I didn't want to be like no I ain't a bitch um, I, I would have I probably would have stood on the side and just like pointed at myself and gone look at me are you serious no <laughs> no <laughs> If if I go to hell, that'll be like replayed over and over and over. Just... <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, when I go to hell. Yeah, exactly. Um... We we we. I know where I'm going. <laughs> well, did did you watch anything interesting recently? Uh, the Devils. I finally watched The Devils. Uh, oh. I've been trying to find that movie for twelve years. It was great. Um, Criterion Channel delivered. No Shutter actually. Oh, like, right. It is on Shutter. Yeah, I saw it on there, and I keep telling wow. myself to watch it, and I haven't done it yet. That's like my yeah. favorite show. Yeah, doing that, um, <laughs> watching "Come and See" on the Criterion Channel. Uh, very depressing so far. And last night on the podcast, we had a uh, author and publisher Jeff Burke on to talk about uh, this movie uh, called "In a Glass Cage," and it's a wonderful film. Uh, but damn, is it fucked up! In a glass cage. I don't like the pot. That was just not out just yet. It should be out in a day or two. But let me just say, it's on Tubi and I think YouTube. 
as soon as we get off, I highly recommend you both watch it. It's I don't I don't want to say a fucking thing about it. It's fucked up. I yeah, it's a, it's a fucking lot. So oh, is it? Okay. I've never seen it, but I know all about it. Yeah. Kind of um, what was it? Inspired by uh, some of the killings of uh, the Gildara. Uh, Have you say that French uh, box thing? Right. Yeah. Um, so, Gildare. Yeah, something Gilderay. like that. Oh! Wait, shit. This is... Oh. Oh, Morgan. Huh? We're huh? actually... It's not this movie, but we're supposed to cover a different movie about Gilderay later on. Oh, really? really? Yeah, yeah. So we'll discuss that later. It's deep into the catalog. I have, like, a really long list, and then I just shift things out when yeah, yeah. other people want something to come on or Morgan pick something. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Aw, thanks. <laughs> I can dig that. Ooh, or you can butcher to hell last episode with Carla and, and oh and yeah, Kip. that was a bad show. I don't. I chose that one because they freaked me out as a couple, and then it really fucked with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it affected everyone when we did that episode. Yeah, no, it's so fucking terrible. It really oh. did take me like two or three days to watch that movie. Yeah, it was so it was kind of like Henry, except there wasn't even anything artistic or meriting in it <laughs> yeah with carla i just felt like it was just like a you know someone who really loves rape fantasies they would probably yeah. get off to that it felt kind of like watching a snuff film it really did Jesus. Yeah, it's really bad <laughs> yeah it's it's really brutal fuck it just makes you feel like you want to shower because it's not it's not even all that super graphic Mm-hmm. No, just the shit he's saying while, like, you know this happened. Yeah, it's just super... Oh, let's not go back to it. Okay. <laughs> okay, um, let's see. I watched a really fucked up movie last night. Ooh, what's that? Um, I think it's called... Um, shit, I've got to remember what it is. <laughs> because, okay, so it was streaming on one of the Shutter channels, and it just came on, and I didn't see the title. Oh, yeah. I thought it was hilarious that uh, one of those movies was like the, uh, was it Tina and the T-Rex? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that played one day. I was like, what the fuck? This is on Shudder. That was fucking such a weird movie, but it's kind of great. Yeah. Yeah, the I watched uh, for the fifth five thousandth time um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh yeah, <laughs> classic. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. I so, love Monty Python. Oh yeah. So I watched Random Acts of Violence. I don't think uh, I'm familiar with that one. So it is written and directed. By Jay Baruchel. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, which you know you think of him as like the goofy Seth Rogen friend dude, you know? Yeah. It's kind of awkward. Um, so ridiculous. 
so he yeah he, <laughs> he did this movie and it was really graphic yeah <laughs> like so it's about this dude who um named todd who has a comic book based on a real life serial killer mm-hmm and and the serial killer's called Slasher Man, and he's on like a press tour, and he goes back to the town that the uh, guy killed all the people in, and then new murders start happening, oh, and cool. they're very ritualistic and like superposed and violent, and it was just really oddly disturbing and such like I swear comedians have the darkest minds. We we're we're not always fun at parties. <laughs> we're, uh, we're 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 working through a lot. Yeah, you have to have trauma to be that funny. This is true. I I, I am fucking yeah. hilarious, and there's so much trauma. So much trauma. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like um I don't know all the personalities of emergency room nurses. Like you see so much shit every day, and. I've met the most like dark humored people ever. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's great though. Yeah, it's very great. I'm so glad that people share dark humor with me. Yeah. It's always fun. Yeah. I feel like not a complete freak. But right. that yeah. movie that movie. Did you like it? Um, I did like it. It was more graphic than I really expected, again, with the Jay Barishall. Um but yeah, um, I recommend it. It's on Shutter. Um, it's. It, I thought it was okay. I watched it and I was just like, "This is kind of goofy." I mean, it's a cool concept and stuff. Yeah. Um, and the graphic part of it, like it, like you said, it's kind of like they're set up in an art kind of way. Yeah. Hers. Like it kind of reminds me of that season of Dexter where they had the religious tableaus. You know yes. That? Yeah. What it reminded me of. That, okay. That's actually a good, dis- it is kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. all of them are like posed and stuff, which are kind of cool. And I really like his slasher man comments. Mm. Yeah. Like I, I liked it. I mean, it's, it's never going to be one of my favorites, but it was all right. You know, oh, I, yeah. think it's, I think it's worth throwing on, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah, wasn't it like uh, I thought it got big on Reddit, like the the idea of it, and then they put it out. But maybe that's not true. Mm-hmm. That's how I thought it was made. I don't know. I have maybe they were just advertising it on Reddit a long time ago. Yeah. Maybe all I knew is that it had been in product. It well, it had been in development for like seven or eight years before it finally got made. Mm. Yeah, Andrew watch. Andrew and I watched that together. Mm. Yeah, I watched it last night at like three in the morning. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah. Because you know, again, Mark and I decided to drink hand grenades at one. He was look. He was on a win streak on League of Legends. So we uh, broke out the. <laughs> we broke out the uh, the hand grenades, and then we promptly drunkly passed out at three ish. I don't know how you do the fucking hand grenades. Like, I used to like those when I was, like, 15, 16. <laughs> Morgan. <laughs> what? I mean, you could go to bars in New Orleans with your parents when yeah. I was underage. My mom used to bring me into bars when I was, like, 12, 14, and I'd drink. 
Nice. <laughs> as it long was a as different we... time, children. Yeah. No, I mean when I was when I was fourteen, the legal age in New Orleans was eighteen. Like I oh, said, wow. it was a different time, children. Yeah. Yeah. So I would drink <laughs> on Bourbon Street would... with my mom. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, excellent. Um, I was trying to think. Oh, I had a really good, I had a really good sandwich earlier. Oh fuck yeah! Tell me about that sandwich. So it was start good. from the top. Okay, so then go to the bottom. Okay. <laughs> okay. Top layer. <laughs> top layer. Ah, uh, pressed panini ciabatta. Ooh. Right, right. Oh. Make it hot. Spicy chipotle aioli. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> was it laid on thick? <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh. Uh, Gouda. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> A piece of romaine lettuce. And, like, a big old chunk of grilled chicken. Mm. You're making me so hot and so hungry right now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I should go eat or go masturbate. <laughs> You've never done both at once. Oh, I was gonna say, why not both? <laughs> it's just gluttonous, lustful Americans. You know that, that's us. Yeah, mm-hmm. DJ Diddles on one hand. <laughs> <laughs> one hand stuffs, the other one touches. <laughs> Double stuff. (laughs) God, I'm so bad. I'm so bad. (laughs) It's important that we try new things. Yes. I'll get back to you. No, just kidding. (laughs) On that note, um, so sometime later in the month, but before April, we will be doing um, the Black Dahlia versus the black dahlia <laughs> uh that's a 2006 film with um mid-2000s heartthrob josh hartnett mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. he's on that yeah he's in that um i haven't seen it in a really long time like not yeah. since it came out in theaters yeah. so this will be a blast from the past um, and we're going to be doing it with uh, a new friend, Katie, who has an Instagram account called The Haunted Outfit, in which she reads like paperback novels, such as the Fear Street series that R.L. Stein wrote for like yeah. teenage girls. Oh, that's so cool. She reads through those and then illustrates the hella 90s, late 80s outfits that are described. Oh, that's fucking cool. Oh, hell yes. That's yes. really neat. Yeah, so she's our guest. We'll pick up, we'll, uh, we'll post some of her stuff. And, uh, you know, she'll talk about it, tell you where to find her and whatnot. So, yeah, we're excited about that. That's going to be fun. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, we get to go to, you know, 1930s LA. It was in the 30s, right? Or was it the 40s? 20s. It was the 20s, right? Wasn't it? Yep. Oh, 47. Oh. Oh, wow. I was way off. It's the 40s. Oh, yeah, the hair. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. 
All right, you can so just edit, edit, edit me saying the 20s out, please. <laughs> yeah, just dub over my voice. Yeah. Sure. Like, it was the 1920s. Four, I mean, 40s. 40s. <laughs> 40s. <laughs> just, just bleep it out so it's like, oh, I, like I almost said something that you can't put on. Yeah, something <laughs> yes. so risky. Oh, goodness. Yeah, okay. So we're going back to 1940s LA in the next episode. Nice. Fun. That's and then, yeah, and then so I've decided that the episode after that is gonna be pretty good. Mm. <laughs> I have to, uh, you know, I, I've got like three shortlisted, and I'm gonna uh, spitball with you, Morgan. Oh yeah, because I'm like, what are we doing next? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have that list. <laughs> yes, well, a lot of it, to be fair, there is a physical list, but like half of it is just in my brain, and there's just not much you can do with that. Yeah. <laughs> insane in your membrane. Insane in the brain. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so there's one that I want to do soon called compliance mm -hmm. I like non-compliance better so it's about a woman who was accused of stealing something and then a cop calls her off where she works uh, you know what I'm talking about yeah I know this case so we're watching compliance and it's on that case um, we'll leave it at that, cause uh, yeah. I think. Oh, I think I know. Uh, I'm just saying this. <laughs> there was a Law and Order episode about it too. Yes. Yeah, Robin Williams was in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Damn, I haven't thought about that in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one that I want to do. That's so that's one option. I also want to do. Fritz Lang's M. Yes. That was um, based on one of the first uh, like documented German serial killers. Uh, yeah, Peter Curtin. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, what do you call him? Um, the uh, Vampire of Dusseldorf. Yes. That yeah. Yes, that's that, another one. That was uh. Oof. Oh yeah, I forgot we were gonna do that one. Yeah, I want to do that one, too. Because, I mean, that's a classic film. Mm -hmm. And then another one that I want to do is I want to do 1996's The Dentist. Which is about a serial killer dentist that really existed. <laughs> oh, he's the one that they, uh, the guy, uh, they kind of briefly touch on him because it's like the Beverly Hills guy who would also do abortions, right? I think he was, in, I think he lived in Indiana. Or I thought he did. Oh, I thought he, no, it's the guy that they kind of reference on, um, American Horror Story. That's what I thought. Oh. Oh, right. Brian Usna directed it. In the house, the the haunted house one. I don't think so. This guy was a hitman. Just kidding. <laughs> he was a serial <laughs> killer, but he was a serial killer because he was a hitman, kind of like uh, Richard Kuklinski. Ooh. Gotcha. 
Which I wish that there was a horror movie on Kuklinski. There is. No, there's the not. Ice Man. The Iceman. The Iceman's just a movies. drama. Yeah. But it's a movie about it. Yeah, we could do it on like a special series. I mean, that's what like other not horror? I mean, what's that? Um, what's that hot guy that I like? Michael <laughs> Shannon. Are you talking mm-hmm. about Hardy? Yeah, Tom Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Well, Child Forty Four was technically considered a thriller, but yeah. I've not found anyone describe the Iceman as a thriller. Yeah, I guess not. It's, yeah, it's like a Scorsese ripoff piece, kinda. I thought it was okay because I like Michael Shannon, but yeah, no, same. I love Michael Shannon. I think I actually walked by him at an Amoeba Records one time. Nice. Uh, at a uh, Death Cab for Cutie show that was free there. Um, what? I, I didn't get to see him because the traffic was awful, but I saw this man with just these deep seated eyes and this scowl walking around with a baseball cap kind of tucked, tucked down, and a handful of records. And I was like, oh, that's that's who I want to be when I grow up. And I'm pretty. Sure <laughs> <laughs> I want to be Michael Shannon. So Morgan, cool uh, you guys, uh, let's take a poll. What, what, sh- which episode should I mean? Which uh, one should I do after? Should we do after Black Dahlia? Mm. I do <laughs> dentist because I don't really know anything about that one. I mean, I've seen M. I know about Peter Curtin. Yeah. <sighs> um. Have we had a lady killer in a while? Oh, well, we had the killer couple. Yeah. yeah like our last episode had a woman who was oh, really yeah. awful. <laughs> yeah. Fandy, too. Okay, let's go with a dude. So I, I, I go forth with the dentist. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. We had just a, you know, a string of lady killers. So let's, let's do the dudes again. Yeah. Dudes, I mean, we just, we can't get anything, you know? So, I mean, I appreciate <laughs> you guys giving us some representation here. Yeah, we're shoving you underneath that broken glass. All of yeah. the broken glass. Well, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. some of these dudes that we talk about are kind of maybe into that, so. <laughs> well, our first April episode will be 1996's The Dentist versus Glenn and Engelman. Yeah, it's been spoken. All right. Um, would you like to remind people what your podcast is and where to find it and stuff before we roll? Absolutely. Uh, again, guys, my name's Trent Manning. You can find me on social media, uh, Facebook. Just look up Trent Manning. You can either hit up my personal page or my uh, comedian page. Instagram. I'm Steve Albino. if you're ever in Baton Rouge, you want to see me do stand-up, I perform all over. Just hit me up. Uh, but most importantly, if you're not in Baton Rouge uh, and you're, you happen to find yourself in a city that's uh, somehow worse than here, let me brighten your day up by talking about horror movies with my boy Justin Baker on our podcast, Bloody Buddies. Please, we can be found on Facebook. Uh, I'm fucking real dog shit at Twitter. Uh, but- that's your name? No, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm really bad at using Twitter. Oh, <laughs> I thought your name was fucking dog shit. I was like, oh, that's cool. Nah, <laughs> dog shit. Seems kind of, it seems like a good try. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you can find us on, uh, you can find our Facebook page, uh, just Bloody Buddies. 
you can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. You know, we got Stitcher, we got Apple, we got uh, Spotify, which is what I use. Because I'm a cool fucking guy. Um, <laughs> cool use. Pretty cool. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. I know. Um, if you like the sound of my voice, I look even better. I'm super hot as well. <laughs> You know, reach out. Tell me what. Uh, tell me what movies you want to cover. What guests you'd like to see. Uh, and tell me I'm pretty. That's that's it. Thank you. And uh, a shout out to my dear friend Jelena, for whom I would not know Trent without her. Yeah, shout out to Jelena. All right. Um, I think that's it, guys. Uh huh. I believe. Uh, yeah. This was a blast, guys. Well, thanks for joining us, Trent. Thanks for having me. I hope I can do it again sometime. Absolutely. Yes. Hell yeah. All right. All right. And... You guys have a good one. Yeah. Au revoir. Bye. Bye.